Welcome to CarPro USA with Jerry Reynolds, the CarPro. Jerry has over three decades in the car industry and is a former two-term chairman of the Ford National Dealer Council. His sidekick is Kevin McCarthy, a member of the Texas Radio Hall of Fame. In automotive terms, he's in good condition, has had regular maintenance, and runs well. A few dings on the body. No one's perfect. Here they are now with straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive on CarPro USA. Well, hey there. Welcome. Hope you're having a great day. We certainly are here at the CarPro USA radio show. We're in Dallas, Texas, if you're not aware. And uh, boy, we've had some weather this week. No matter where you are, I'm sure you've seen it on the news. Um, Snow and ice and uh, power outages, millions needing water. Uh, a lot of people's natural gas went out. It's just been a disastrous week. But here we are, and we made it through, and we're here to help you make a good, smart car buying decision. I don't want you to make a mistake. I'll help you. I own dealerships for many, many years. And I tell you what, if you're thinking about making a move, it is a good time. The February incentives are much better than any of us ever thought they were going to be. If you're in the Texas market, we've got some really eager dealers that need to sell some vehicles between now and the end of the month. They lost an entire week to the weather, and it doesn't matter what part of Texas. Every, the entire state, from one end to the other, was covered in snow. And people here, because we don't get very much snow, they stay inside. They don't. They certainly aren't going to car dealerships, but. Sunshine and today, and a lot of people are going to be out there, and we've got some dealers that will just cut right to the chase with you. Go to my website, carprousa.com, click Certified Dealers, choose the dealer of the brand that you want in your area, email them as soon as you do that. You'll get a VIP certificate back in your inbox. Print that puppy out and take it with you. It will save you time and money, and you can actually have fun buying a car. My trusty sidekick, Kevin McCarthy's here. Talking about the dealers and how motivated they are right now, it reminds me of the stories you've told about your dealership days when when you were trying to meet a quota or get a month target or something like that, and you'd see somebody about to walk on a deal. Yeah. And you'd jump in and go, wait a minute. You know, what what can we do to make this work? Yeah. I'm guessing that... That's the kind of thing that's going on at car dealerships right now, especially in Texas. Oh, yeah, and probably right up front. You know, it's it's not here's it's not Mr. Dealer saying here's how much you can buy this car for. It's what do we need to do? Just tell me what we need to do. And if there's any way of doing that, I promise you right now, as desperate as they are to sell new and used cars and certified you'll get the deal you're looking for. Yeah, it's not like there's some of the ads you see, like, end of the month, everything must go or anything. I mean, they need, really need to sell cars. Yeah. uh, Not just want to. No, they have to. Because, you know, a week's worth of snow or some other natural disaster, um, guess what? Those expenses inside a dealership still go on. I mean, when I owned my big Ford, my biggest dealership was Ford dealership, and when I owned it, it cost $200,000 every day we swung the gates open. Wait a minute. 7 o'clock in the morning, the gates open up. We just spent $200,000. Yeah. 
And you go a week without making any money? With that 200 still goes on. Oh, God, I have no idea the scale of, of your, I mean, you I really knew don't. you had a big dealership. Yeah, you, most people don't don't really understand the numbers behind a car dealership and what the they have to do. The expenses, God almighty. Oh, yeah. People advertising. What was your electric bill? Rent. Oh, it would, uh, some months it would be 10000 in the summer, fifteen. And, and this has been a while now, too. Yeah, I'm this sure is be more than that now. Sure. If you haven't subscribed sure. to our newsletter, go to carprousa.com. Sign up at the bottom of the page, and we'll get it to you today, the one that came out just yesterday. I want to call your attention to a, a story that I wrote. It was in a series of stories called True Stories from a Former Car Dealer. This one was titled Celebs. And it's a story about some of the celebrities that I met when I was a car dealer. That's just kind of part of the deal when you're a big-time car dealer, when you sell a lot of cars. Uh, Ford sends you on some amazing trips. But there was this one day when I sat down in a in a conference room with one other guy and a guy with a guitar. In Oklahoma? Well, it was, was in, in Dallas. Oh, it was in Dallas? Was, yeah. And, uh, don't give it away. Okay. Uh, but that's when I had my dealership in Oklahoma and I sat down, this guy sang two songs and he needed a truck and he wanted to, he wanted me to give him a truck in return for doing TV commercials and singing on TV. And and after hearing him, I went, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to, yeah, do that. You, just, I'll swap you a car for uh, a couple of spots. Yeah, right. exactly. When you find out who that person is, you're probably going to be really surprised. So subscribe today. We'll get it to you today. You can read that story. All 40 of my true stories, which are some are really, uh, some, are, some are sad. Some will make you laugh, um, you know, but they're all on the FAQ page of carprousa.com. And Dave in Houston. Dave, welcome. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great, man. What's up? Well, Jerry, I have a really good friend who is a Ford certified master mechanic. Yeah. And he worked for Ford for, uh, I want to say, a good 15 years. He's now moved, two years ago, he moved on to Penske. But he flat out told me that the EcoBoost in our climate is not a good engine. He has worked on that engine here in Houston more often than any other engine. And he said, stick with the V8 for our climate. You just, earlier I heard you say about other people, you prefer the EcoBoost. Can you tell me, has there been any issues around high temperature? Um, Maybe it's humidity, but is that really valid? I mean, or is it just there's so many engines out there, that's why he dealt with them all the time? I'm going to guess... Dave, here's what the first two years that that engine was in the F-150, there were, there was an issue with wetness when, when water would splash up on the engine, when you were driving in the rain, there was an issue with that that would cause them to stutter and shudder and stall. And that went on. It took Ford a long time to figure out what the issue was, but they did. And since that time, that has not been an issue. I have not heard of any other problems whatsoever with that engine. That's the only one, and it was kind of a fluke. Uh, I mean, if you live in, in, a, in a city that gets as much rain as Houston does, 
and you got that problem. Yeah, yeah. it's going to appear that it's major and it's widespread. But my experience from people in your, you know, in your area that have put two and 300,000 miles on those engines has been great. I personally wouldn't have a concern about it. I appreciate your call, sir. If you don't know quite what you want in a new vehicle, call CarPro USA now and get help. 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA. So imagine, if you will, you decided to get rid of your car. You want to trade it in. You still owe $17,000 on the loan, but you take it around to a few places to get a bid on the car, and your car is only worth $10,000 market value. We call that upside down. Jerry likes the term more PC, negative equity. Yes. What do you do? Get the newsletter today? Yeah, I would. Yeah. And read all about it. I'll tell you what to do if you're in that situation, and unfortunately, too many people are, which is another good reason to read the articles on leasing, because at the end of a three-year lease, you can't be upside down as long as you stayed within your mileage. Stephen in Houston, welcome. How in the world could I help you? Greetings from the frozen tundra. Seriously, tell me about it, pal. (laughs) Tell me about it. So my wife currently has a 2012 ML that she has driven, obviously, for a while. Hasn't put a lot of miles on it, 40,000 miles. Oh, wow. And we're looking for a new car, we're looking for, a new car for her. Um, we were, we've looked at the new version of the ML, which is the GLE. We've looked at the GLC, which is the tad bit smaller version. Yeah. We've also looked at the Jaguar and the Alpha. Wow. You're kind of all over yeah. the place. <laughs> well, you know, we, you know, we've seen some nice things. And, uh, I, you know, she liked the Jaguar. I've had Jaguar buy two of my XFRs back with serious issues. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a bit of concern about the reliability. I've also heard reliabilities on the Alpha. So I just wanted to get some of your uh magical and brilliant insights. Is she going to continue to be a low-mileage driver like that? Like she has been in the past? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you know, I think any of them will last her 10 years without any major problems, no more than she drives. Um, I, I was I was underwhelmed with the, with the Alpha, I'll be honest with you. And I'm not 100% sure that they're going to continue to operate in the United States. That would scare me. So if it were me okay. with your list, I would I'd cross that one off. I like the F Pace a lot, um, and I'm I, I own a Jag I own a Land Rover, and of course it's the same company, and I've had ten or eleven, maybe twelve in a row. I can't I don't even keep up anymore, but I thought the F Pace was really a good driving vehicle. Um, I, I'll tell you. My biggest disappointment with Jaguar is they've introduced so many trim levels yeah. that, you know, you can't get the nice, you know, you can't really put together the car you want unless you jump all the way to the top of the trim level package. Yeah, I know. I, I noticed that too. And that's Range Rover sort of the same way. I'll be honest with you. I think it's just part of that Tata mentality 
um, right. you know, that, that they're going to for they think they're going to force you to buy something. I, I, I'm going to tell you if it were me, what my next SUV will be. Yep. And I've got one sitting in my garage right this minute. The Porsche Cayenne. I've had one. I had a GTS and loved every moment of driving. Uh, I tell you, I, I'm I'm part of a subscription service in Dallas-Fort Worth, so I can trade out cars constantly, you know. And I've got the Cayenne. This is the second one I've had, and I absolutely love this thing. I mean, it it is so well laid out, and it drives and handles so it's just doggone it fantastic and let me tell you something ask any porsche dealer because i've done this i asked my our porsche dealer in uh dallas fort worth and i was talking to our porsche dealer in la the other day and what porsche dealers will tell you their biggest problem is is the lack of warranty work they don't break so they don't get to bill the factory for repairs. And and what a testament that is. So when this Range Rover I've got goes away, the one that will replace it will be the Cayenne. I promise you. Jerry, I saw that in the last few years that Porsche, much to my surprise given its reputation years ago, it's always in the top five in J.D. Power's reliability study. Yeah, and it's been number one a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just the, the the ride, the drive, but more than anything for me, the interior and the layout of it. Now, you know, you can always look at the Lexus RX350. It's great. and and it, But for, for the miles that she drives, Stephen, I don't know that it matters what she gets. Any of them are going to break are not going to break down in the amount of miles in 40 to 50,000 miles. So let her drive them, pick one. I got good dealers for all of them there in the Houston area. Stay safe. You know what you want, but not so sure about which brand. So call CarPro USA, 1-800-926-7777. Jeff in Burton, Ohio. Welcome. What can I do for you, Jeff? Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for the call. Taking my call. I'm wondering your opinion on a uh, certified pre-owned uh, Toyota Rav Four. What yeah. do you think of that? Uh, they're fantastic. I mean, you can't hardly wear one out. They hold their value like crazy. Uh, they've gotten so much nicer in the last few years, and I think from my standpoint. I'm very sensitive to interior noise, and on this, on this particular vehicle, they have done such a great job making it quiet inside. I, I mean, there is there is not a single thing I could tell you that isn't good about a Rav Four. The only thing and I the, the motors. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's okay. No, the, the motor the motors seem pretty good, even if it's up around eighty ninety thousand miles, or double that. I mean, yeah, okay. they're just that good. This is this is one of the best mm-hmm. small SUVs on the road. I rank it above the Honda CRV. Uh, now I'm a, okay. I'm kind of a big Subaru fan too, but if you know if you if you're not a Subaru guy and you want a small SUV, you flat can't beat the Rav Four. 
the question yeah, that you, you really got you would be driving. question you got to figure out is because SUVs used are so sky high right now with the market. Can you get a new one very close to the price of a one or two year old one? And and the answer to that could be yes. So okay. you got the the problem you got is the used SUVs, especially one as popular as Toyota. When when those things go through the auction, and I watch the auction every Wednesday, when when they go through the auction, just throw the books away. I mean, the, you're looking at a screen that tells you what the book value is, and in a Toyota Rav Four with low miles, will bring two to three thousand dollars more than that. Then the dealer's got to get it. He's got to certify it, which is going to cost him another fifteen hundred dollars, and and then make a profit on top of that. So when you look at a new one with my connections, then sometimes you really gotta really gotta weigh it out. Don't go don't go closed minded and say, I'm gonna get a CPO. Say I'm gonna get a RAV4 and I'm gonna look at both. Talk to Jessica Joseph at Don Joseph Toyota. She's awesome. Think about what you want in a car or truck. Now call CarPro USA to find it. 1-800-926-7777. This Hour of Car Pro USA is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. And who couldn't use $750? You got any in your pocket? No. I'll take it. Oh, no. I no, you still owe me money it. anyway. Uh, I do not. I pro- paid you off. Progressive.com is their website. I paid you off you did for this losing bet. You yeah. did this morning. Hey, a lot of buzz about the Hyundai Sonata. Didn't it win an award for car of the year or some, from somebody so far? Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't remember which one. Somebody's. Anyway. won a couple of them. I was reading the uh, review in our newsletter this week of the uh, new inline version of the Sonata that Terry Box wrote. No, that was Amy. That was Amy? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it was glowing. Yes. And, you know, I mean, glowing mm-hmm. reviews about the Hyundai Sonata are a recent phenomenon. Let's put it that way. That's the second time we've had it. We've never had the inline before because it's brand new. But one little programming note. Uh, on the na- in the national newsletter, the link was incorrect. It took you to the Toyota Camry Night Edition that she had the week before. Oops. So now, if you click on that link to the newsletter, it still takes you to the Camry, but she added a link to see the Hyundai Sonata in that story. On yes, that page. on that page. So you can you can certainly get to it. Let's talk to Tom in Cleveland. Tom, welcome. <clears throat> welcome. How are you, buddy? Doing good. Having your kind of weather this week. Yeah, well, I, I understand that. I, uh, I feel bad for the people down there. Hey, question for you. Sure. I bought I bought a 2020 F150 STX crew cab four wheel drive. August 23rd. It was made in July. It's got 10-speed. It's got the 
the 27 uh, Turbo, which I bought that because of the fuel economy, but I hauled a 4,500 pounds in a trailer and didn't even know I had it behind there. Yeah. The only problem is, is Ford has had some issues with transmission, and these 10 speeds are jerky. Now, the ones that were made in March um, in some plants in Mexico on that, they ended up uh, uh, having to update the software. Right. My dealership up here, Preston, said that there's nothing available for mine, but my question is this. I, I, I talked to him about potentially trading it in on the 2021. I've got 25,000 miles on it in six months. So I've got the 0% financing because I traded in $18,000 worth of value. What is your recommendation? I've always been a Ford fan. This is my fifth Ford truck. My dad was Chevy, but I was just talking to a guy yesterday about the Rams and with the Allison transmission in there. He loves it. Well, I tell you what, I I love that Ram truck. If you look at the last three reviews I've done on the regular uh, 1500 Ram, because I've had a yeah. couple of specialty Rams, I had the Rebel, I had the TRX with 710 right. horses. It was just a beast. But, but the last Ram 1500 Longhorn Edition that I had, I said it was the most quiet and best riding pickup on the market. And I believe it with all my heart. Um, you know, longevity-wise, hard to beat a Ford. But, man, I tell you, that Ram is a nice, nice, nice truck. Um, here's the here's the thing that I, I'm seeing, Tom, on these, these transmissions. When you get a high gear transmission something that more more than a seven speed right now i'm driving eight speeds I've, I've had nine speeds i've i've had a lot of the 10 speeds in both the ford and the chevrolet uh silverado and in some of the import cars they it takes some getting used to and right and because it was the one thing i was impressed about the, the ford it would when you when you got on the accelerator, it would go from ten to six in a flash. I mean, it was so fast. But when you're moving up and it's doing its shifting, you know, it, it feels different. And you learn to control the transmission with the accelerator. And I've gotten really good at it, and so it doesn't bother me anymore. A lot of people use the tow haul button because that limits you to eight right. speeds. And it doesn't shift as much. So, you know. So you can run it that way? Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. You're going to cut your gas mileage a little bit because you're not up in that highest range of gear ratio. But you can run it that way and drive it that way. With, I mean, that's what it's there for. So you might try that. I'd hate to see you trade. I mean, I think you're going to take a bath. And and I I, I, I just don't think there's a need for that when you there's there's solutions. If Ford continues to have the problem, they'll come out with a they'll come out with a software fix for that transmission that you've got in the in the 2020. Yeah. And in the meantime, just hit the tow haul button and enjoy your truck and don't waste all that money. And thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Listen, if you and, if you want to if you want to take a ride in that Ram and try it out, talk to Rich Claben, Claben Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. He also owns a Ford store, 
And if you'll talk right, to Rich right. about the Ram, he'll also be a good buyer on your Ford for his other dealership. So that might be a good thing to do. Take a look at it. I appreciate the call, Tom. Stay warm. And we go to Chris in Houston. Chris, what can I do for you? Hey, Jerry. I was uh, calling my – me and my wife are looking at getting a large SUV, um, something along the lines of an Expedition or a Tahoe or Suburban. Yeah. Um, looking at probably uh, CPO, um, trading in a 2011 F-250. So I'm going to have – I should have a good – trade-in value. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I wanted to get your opinions on on which direction we should look at. I I, I tell you, hands down, I'd go with the expedition. And here's the reason. Anytime you can get a really good vehicle that has poor resale value, you're going to get more bang for your buck than anything else. And that is exactly what you get with an expedition. And it's actually... Ford's fault. It's that way because they've put so many rebates on the expedition. I mean, it's not as much this month, but in December, there was a $9,000 rebate on the expedition. Unheard of. So what does that do? Well, when you can get 9,000 on a brand new one, it's going to lower the value of used ones, right? And that's exactly what's happened. So I would look hard at an expedition. My personal preference is the Tahoe between the two. But there will be, if you get a one or two year old CPO, there will be $5,000 difference between the Tahoe and the, and the Expedition. And as much as I like the Tahoe, I can't find $5,000 worth of difference. The Expedition has been good. Got got the 3.5 EcoBoost, got the 10-speed automatic, gets decent gas mileage, very nice inside, really good ride. And, you know, in, in quality-wise, long-term durability-wise, it's been awesome. See what my friend Jorge Lopez at Tomball Ford has. If he's got one, he will take amazing care of you. That's what I do. To get the very best advice on your next set of wheels, call CarPro USA now at 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA, Kevin McCarthy, Jerry Reynolds, who spent the better part of the week coping with a lack of electricity by running his Durango that he had test driven the week before and using the outlet in the Durango to power some of his devices, make some coffee and everything. Yeah. So, question, did it get better gas mileage while it was sitting, sitting still in your garage <laughs> or when you were driving it? You know, really, it's not really good either way. Uh, it's 710 horses under the hood of a SUV. I, I literally, I, I mean, I literally burned a half tank of gas sitting in the driveway. Now, this vehicle, and this is a problem with this one, it doesn't have a very big tank for an SUV this size and certainly not one for that much, that many horses. Mm-hmm. If you have, and, and I started this review, the video's up now, it was in the newsletter yesterday, uh, and I, I started this video out apologizing that I'm going to bring you 
a vehicle that you're going to want to buy and can't. Right. It's already sold out. It's sold out real fast, 2,000 units. So, you know, it, 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 it's it's an amazing SUV. It's one of the most amazing I've ever driven. And I've been in some uh, you, some great ones. Yeah. This thing is a f- beautiful balance of power and performance and a great daily driver that if you want to go to the track and run it on the, on a racetrack, you can. And and then come to find out, I didn't think I I didn't think I'd know about this, but fantastic in the snow. It just did a great job. I mean, when you hit snow mode during the you know, on the drive mode button on the dash, I think this thing just did a great job. You said it, it transferred the power to all four wheels equally instead yes. of where it was needed if one was slipping or something. Yes, it, it equally distributes power to the front and rear wheels 50 50 and you see it up on the dash it shows you that pretty cool way cool paula el dorado hills california welcome hi jerry thanks for taking my call my pleasure um my my question um i have a 2006 murano it's got the pearl paint the teak interior the leather seats it's very clean i've only i don't even have 70 79,000 miles on it yet so I'd like to keep my car, but the last year I've had it, it has started with this horrible rattle. Sounds like a fork in a garbage disposal type thing. I have had it to the dealer twice and two separate mechanics. They all say they can't find anything wrong with it, but it's a little scary to think about driving it on the freeway and whatnot. And got on the Internet, people that have these older models say that this just happens. So I was curious, have you heard about anything like this and recommendations if I do I just need to get rid of it? And then if I do, should I get a I'd like a midsize four wheel drive SUV. So would take any recommendations you have. I have not heard of this issue, but Paula, I'll be honest, since I don't do mechanical questions, I don't pay a lot of attention to to issues. It, it's kind of weird to me that if you've got a noise that that is consistent, does it all the time, it should be an easy thing to find for a dealership. Um, it, the problems you, the, the things you run into is when a problem is inconsistent and it doesn't do it all the time. But if that thing is doing that constantly, they ought to be able to find it. I, I just think you might maybe you need to go to a different dealership and get a second opinion. Have you have you taken it to Nissan of Elk Grove? I've not taken it to Elk Grove. We've taken it to the Folsom um, Nissan dealership twice, and then, like I said, we've got some you know little independent places that are highly recommended um, yeah. in our community. And same thing, nobody can seem to find a thing wrong with it. But I'm going to tell you, the, the Nissan of Elk Grove, their service department is amazing. Let's do that, and if they can't find it, call me back, and let's talk about trading it then. Car, truck, SUV, crossover. Let CarPro USA help you choose the right one. Call 1 800 926 7777. Marilyn, San Antonio, you're going to have the last word this hour. Kiddo, what can I do for you? Gary, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Just a pleasure. I'm 
looking to buy my last vehicle. I am 66, going to retire this year. And I was looking at the Ford Explorer or the Toyota Highlander. So I was looking to see. I would go with a used one as well, but I think being with my last car, I'm going to go with a new one. Which would be your take? How long do you think you'll keep this thing? And I'm not minimum I'm, five years. I'm not buying the fact that this is going to be your last new car. Okay. When well, I was, thank you so much. All the years I was in the car business, I sold people their last car four, five, six, seven times. So, mm-hmm. how many miles a year do you drive? Right now, especially with COVID nineteen, about eight uh, a week. So probably about twenty two thousand a year. Go with the Highlander. 12, I think. 000, excuse me, twelve thousand. Oh, twelve thousand a year, and in five mm-hmm. years. If you keep only keep it five years, that's sixty thousand miles. Let, let me let me tell you where I'm headed here. Before we run out mm-hmm. of time, the Highlander past a hundred thousand miles is going to be a better SUV reliability wise and cost of ownership wise. I think the mm-hmm. Explorer is a much more enjoyable driving SUV, and they're good. I mean, Explorer's been around forever. Yeah. Came out in nineteen ninety, but I, you yeah. know, if you were going to try to get 200,000 miles out of it or 150,000 miles out of it, then I would say uh, go with the Highlander. But if you if you think you're going to get rid of it before 100,000 miles, I'd go with the Explorer. It, the new Explorer is amazing, and I just absolutely love it. I've got two Toyota dealers and Macomb's Ford West at my website, Maryland. Drive both and give thought to what I said. The CarPro is Jerry Reynolds. The show is CarPro USA. Call now for free advice. 1-800-926-7777.